Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com. You're watching Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on the Grid Network. Hey, what's up, folks? It's your boy, Sports PSP. Welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand. As you all know, folks, it's a podcast in which your boy, Sports PSP, discusses things, several things, a lot of things regarding the Washington Commanders. Uh, First and foremost, folks, hope everyone is enjoying a fantastic day, Friday Eve, one day before Friday. Um, Football. Technically, football is back right now because while I'm podcasting, while I'm recording the podcast, there's a football game, preseason football game between the New York Jets and Cleveland Browns. But anyway, folks, a lot of stuff to talk about regarding the Washington Commanders. Today's name of the episode, Right Around the Corner. We're about a month a little over a month away of football. Can't wait. And of course, on the 11th, our first preseason game. I don't know who are we going to play for our first preseason game. I mean, someone in the comment section can leave that there. But first, folks, let's get to it. Let's talk about some of the NFL right here. Um, The NFL's top 100. You can see right here, folks, Jonathan Allen. That's right, folks. Jonathan Allen of the Washington Commanders, our star defensive tackle, as well as Deron Payne, was 52nd on the NFL's top 100 list. So, I mean, Jonathan Allen, I mean, look, man, 
y'all can say whatever y'all want about the commanders, but one thing we know for sure is that we do not play when it comes to our D-line. There's him. There's Deron Payne. There's Chase Young. There's Montez Sweat. Washington, our D-line, when healthy and available, is legit. And if you look at Jonathan Taylor last season, um, seven and a half sacks, one interception. I love them coming out of Alabama. He is a very key component for our defensive line. So he's just only going to get better, man. And very fortunate that we still have him and Deron Payne um, in terms of the cornerstones on our defense, as well as Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Um, let's also talk about some other news. Oh, yeah, uh, Deron Payne. Speaking of Deron Payne, he has some big goals, some big expectations that he has for the Washington Commanders this upcoming season. Let me read you what he has to say. Sure. Um, this is what um quoting the article from Sports Illustrated's Nathaniel Marrero. So I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. This is what Deron Payne said. I want to go out there and take over games. I want us to be the most dominant group on the field every game. We've got the capability to do that. We've got all the pieces we need to take over games, dominate, and lead the team. And you look at the commanders last season in the NFL. In terms of their defense, they were 12th in the NFL with sacks with 43. Also last year, they were 7th in points allowed and only allowing 20.2 points per game. And in a contract year, Payne was at a Payne was at his best, posting career highs in sacks, in which he had last year with 11 and a half, tackles 64, tackles for a loss 18, and 20 quarterback hits. His play led to his first Pro Bowl appearance and a four-year $90 million contract this offseason. So, a lot of big expectations for the Washington Commanders defense. I mean, if you look at uh, Chase, if you look at um, Deron Payne, you look at um, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen. This may be the year that the Commanders defense could get better. So, the question is with the Commanders defense. Can they be a top five defense in the NFL? Now, I don't believe Ron Rivera is going to last that long in the NFL as a head coach. This may be his final days as a head coach because, of course, with the new ownership, Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, he may be out the front door. Okay? But the commanders, I think we could have the possibility of a top five defense. If we have all of our players healthy, especially Chase Young. Now, Emmanuel Forbes, we did draft him with the 16th overall pick in the draft. He's been playing well. He's making me forget less and less about his size. He's looked very good in training camp. He even had a pick six in training camp. So I think that the commanders, can they be a top five defense in the NFL? I think so. I think they have a really good I think they have a really good defense. 
that will get only better. The only concerns is offensively, you know, the offensive line. And, of course, the situation with Sam Howell. Even though Sam Howell, from what I've read and what I've heard, he's been great so far in terms of his play and as far as his character and in terms of his leadership. I still hope that the commanders tank for Caleb Williams, but that's a story for another day. But back to this defense. And I'll put this in the comment section below. Do you think that this defense has what it takes to be top five? Because I really think we may have a chance. With that D-line, we were, I mean, we were that good as far as getting sacks. We were like, what, 12th in the NFL? Let me make sure that I have the exact right here. Yeah, 12th in sacks. We were 12th in the NFL with sacks. And imagine if Chase Young was there, healthy. And Chase Young, remember, folks, he's in a big situation because Washington did not pick up his fifth-year option. They did not. They did not pick up his fifth-year option. So Chase Young is in the mindset in which he has something to prove. And on top of that, the past couple of seasons, he's been hurt. And we constantly talk about a lot of other defensive players. Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We, we talk about Miles Garrett. We talk about a lot of other guys in the NFL. And we got to start giving and Chase Young in order for him to get the love and recognition because that's the last time he had it going back to his rookie year. He's got to be able to stay healthy. And he's got to be able to produce. And if he can do that, maybe he has a good enough chance of getting a contract. I don't think a huge fat contract because you have to factor the durability issues that he's had throughout his career. And if it doesn't work out, then we might as well, should we trade him? But back to this defense. And we beat top five. Can we actually be a top five defense in the NFL? Because the potential is there. We have potential with our defensive line. There is no question, no doubt about it. I mean, you look at our defense, you look at our front four, there are questions with the linebacker spot, but with Cam Cur but with Curl, Emmanuel Forbes, a really good secondary. This may be it for the commanders to be a top five defense in the National Football League. So I really do think we have what it takes to make it work. I really do. So I can't rule out that possibility right there. Um, so again, folks, do you think the commanders can be a top five defense in the NFL? Please leave your comments in the comment section below. Anyway, folks, let's talk about another great or interesting thing to talk about with the commanders. Training camp. And 
look, I'm reading a little bit here from an article from ESPN's uh, John Kahn. It says it right here. Three hours before practice began Saturday, an unusual sight could be seen at the Washington Commander's facility. A handful of fans already waiting in line. That handful turned into an estimated 10,000 fans, the highest number to watch a Washington practice in at least a decade. And one of those fans who showed up to the commander's training camp is none other than Kevin Durant. You don't believe me? Here's the picture right here. Chilling, wearing his bucket hat, chilling, wearing the sunglasses and stuff. That's right, folks. Kevin Durant attended the Washington Commanders training camp. Now, to give you some context about Kevin Durant, why is Kevin Durant a Washington Commanders fan? He's been a fan because he grew up, he was born in D.C. He grew up in Seat Pleasant, uh, Maryland, which, which I think is outside of D.C., so Kevin Durant has been a lifelong Washington fan. I've seen him at times wear the Washington colors, the burgundy and gold. So he loves his commanders. And the fact with the new ownership in Josh Harris, in Magic Johnson, and to bring Kevin Durant to the training camp, I think this is really exciting. This is something really special. This is something what Commanders fans love to hear because we're changing the culture. Do you actually think for one second if Daniel Snyder was still the owner, there wouldn't be an estimated 10,000 fans there at training camp? Do you think Kevin Durant would have wasted his time to attend training camp? No, he's probably too busy focusing on his game or going on Twitter or on burner accounts. But Kevin Durant came to the commander's training camp. Kevin Durant, as well as to 10,000 fans who attended the ca uh, training camp. This is, this is beautiful and something wonderful for commander's fans to listen and hear because we are, we are no longer with Dan Snyder, folks. I'm tired of talking about Dan Snyder. I, I, I mean, I don't want to dwell on the past, folks. But Dan Snyder, if he remained as the owner of the Commanders, ain't no way in hell there's going to be 10,000 fans at training camp. Okay? Ever since Dan Snyder departed, it seems like Washington has new life. They feel free. Free! finally free that they are able to move on from the worst owners in the history of sports, folks. He is literally one of the worst owners of all time, uh, Dan Snyder. He's right up there with James Dolan. He's right up there with James Dolan, folks. There, I mean, there's no question about it. And now that he's gone, now it's Jim Dolan the worst owner in sports. So I know I took too long, but to make a long story short, I am very satisfied 
that Commanders fans showed up. They are very fortunate and blessed that Dan Snyder is no longer there anymore. They can finally look forward with the new ownership and Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. Now, again, folks, like I said in the previous episode, be patient. Be patient. Take some time. Give the ownership time to um, create a formula that is conducive to winning. Right now, let's just wait. Let's give them a couple of years and let's see where they're going. But um, I love the fact that most of the Commanders fans showed up. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was great. Um, It's definitely something that Washington fans have been dying for for quite a long time. For quite a long time, folks. This is a sign of something so great, so wonderful. And um, I'm very fortunate and blessed that Commanders fans can finally move on. Give the audience something great to look forward to. Period. Because 24 years with Daniel Snyder as our owner, we haven't looked that much uh, that much to look forward to. We look forward to torment, misery, shit show, garbage, putrid, annihilation. The list goes on and on. But now with Josh Harris as the owner, this is something wonderful to look forward to bottom line bottom line so i i i am very blessed and fortunate there (sighs) unfortunately folks with the good there comes the bad there really comes some bad with the washington commanders I'm reading an, a, a little bit from an article from um, Ian Van Roy of Sports Kida. It says it right here. Vengan todos a la venta para amigos y familiares de JCPenney hasta el domingo. Usa el cupón de 30% extra en la tienda y llena tu carrito con estilo y ahorros. Y obtén hasta 60% de descuento en joyería fina y de moda. Además ahorra hasta 40% en ropa elegante para toda la familia. Compren juntos y luzcan de lo mejor este otoño. JCPenney, vale la pena. Selección de estilos, aplican exclusiones, cupón y oferta de ropa válidos hasta el 8 de octubre. Oferta de joyería válida hasta el 22 de octubre. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. According to according to the change.org petition via GPA football, the petition has a goal of 50,000 signatures. What does that mean? What does that mean, folks? A petition of the commanders going back to being called the Washington Redskins. Says it right here, according to the change.org petition via GPA football, the petition has a goal of 50,000 signatures. On July 31st at 7.26 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the outlet noted that the petition was at 37,614 signatures. On August 1st, the number of signatures jumped to 40,000 192. At this rate, the 50,000 signatures goal will be a hit in a short time. 
But I'm reading a little bit here from the article from Sports Kita. However, it is unclear what the petition intends to do once the goal is met. Of course, the plan is likely to present them to someone, but the question is who? And folks, I, I, I really thought very long and hard about what should the commanders do in terms of the name change. Should they go back to being called the Washington Redskins? In my humble opinion, no. No, they should not. They should not be called the Redskins or, or, or because I just feel like the name is offensive. And I just think the name is too divisive. It's too controversial. I think there are better or other alternatives for the new ownership to come up with a new nickname, something that Commanders fans, or I'm sorry, Washington fans, can be proud of. Now, look, when I first heard that they were going to be called the Washington Commanders, I thought it was a joke at first. I thought it sounded like a soccer team. It sounded um corny. Even though I do, even though we have the podcast called Commanders the Man, okay, but. If Washington wants to come up with a new nickname, come up with a better job as far as branding. Now, branding, changing, moving on from the Dan Snyder era, I agree there. But bringing the but bringing the name back to being called Redskins, regardless of how several Washington and D.C. fans feel about that name, no. No, that I I just wouldn't do it. I just think if we bring back the name, it's just going to send us back. We're in 2023. I think we should be able to move and look forward to. And um, I think it was my friend uh Patrick Brown who works at the Grid Network. Shout outs to Pat. He suggested, I think it was either he or someone else who suggested that. Washington should call themselves the Washington Red Tails. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to that as long as the name is not offensive or controversial. But I just think with the name Redskins, no, I just don't think we should bring the name back. I think there are other alternatives that we should look at and take into consideration. I understand you want to try to rebrand. There are a lot of other things that Washington needs to address, like the stadium, the jerseys, uniforms, everything else that Washington needs to do so that they can not only turn it into a winning culture, but an attractive culture so that you can have fans in D.C. support this team. I would love to see commanders bringing a football stadium to D.C., that's what I would love more than anything else other than other than what they're trying other than bringing back the name Redskins. I, I I would not consider it. I would not consider bringing the name back to being called Redskins. I just think it's too divisive. I just think it's too controversial. I just don't think it's worth it. I just think it'd be a waste of time.
Yes, I actually do. I, I'll say it and I'll say it again. I do think it's an absolute waste of time to being to go back and being called Washington Redskins. I do. So I would not consider it. I would move on and focus on something else. It has to be something that Washington fans, D.C. fans can be proud of. Proud to call ourselves. Proud to support. Proud to unite. Proud to do whatever it takes. That's how I feel. Truly, in my opinion, come up with a different nickname, but don't go back to being called the Washington Redskins. So I'm going to leave it at that right there. <sighs> Another unfortunate topic that um, I have to discuss is regarding one of the defensive players on the Washington Commanders. I did say earlier that Washington, I do think it has what it takes to be a very good defensive team. Top five defense in the NFL, possibly because of the defensive line that we have with Ron Rivera still there, Emmanuel Forbes getting better and better in practice. But um, like I said, with the good comes with the bad. I got to talk about uh, one Jamin Davis. Um, recently, Jamin Davis, the linebacker of the Washington Commanders, he was found guilty by a Loudoun County District Court for reckless driving and was sentenced to 30 days in jail. In addition, Judge Stephen E. Sincavage fined the commander's linebacker and suspended his driver's license. Driver's license. Um, as for Davis's appeal, it was reported that Davis asked for a jury trial before receiving a plea deal from the local attorney's office and that Davis would get eight days in jail. However, the judge denied Davis's request. And it's not, and um, it goes even further. I'm reading a little bit here from an article from Sports Illustrated's Mike Fisher. This isn't the first time that Davis has had issues with the law. Um. Authorities charged him with reckless driving in December of 2021. Um, the crime that he was um, convicted for, it goes back to the spring of 2022 that uh, Davis chose to drive. Uh, um, it says here that the judge noted that the player not only chose to drive 114 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone on Luton County Parkway in the spring of 2022, However, that the area was densely populated at the time. And um, like I mentioned about Jamin Davis's um, history, his driving record is not clean. Uh, Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Washington Commanders, released a statement. He's going through the legal process. This is what he told the Washington Post. And we just got to be there and be supportive of him and understand that this is the legal process that he has to go through. So what are my thoughts about the whole situation regarding Jamin Davis? It looks horrible. You know, he was found guilty. Um, judge re rejected um, the plea deal. 
and it doesn't seem like to me the judge is going is not is not going to be too lenient on Jamin Davis. So he's going to have to suffer the consequences with the 30 day sentence. And I just don't see how Jamin Davis is going to pull it off. I really don't. I really do think that he is going to have to suffer the consequences. But again, he put, but again, he was found guilty and he did put himself in this situation and they definitely took into consideration his criminal history with regarding driving. So um, not a great look for Jamin Davis, not a great look for him at all. He has no one to blame but himself regarding this situation. It really looks bad. No, it really looks bad. And it doesn't seem like the judge is going to be on Jamin Davis's side. And I just don't see how Jamin Davis is going to handle this situation legally. So those are my thoughts regarding that. And unfortunately, folks, just when you thought it couldn't get any much worse, it did. Um, I, I really didn't want to talk about this subject, you know, folks. I, I don't really like talking about these types of situations. Nevertheless, this is what it comes to. Um, some big news regarding the commanders. Uh, radio personality Don Nemo, whose real name is Michael Source, as well as his co-host Crash Young, they were fired by Our Heart Media's WBIGFM after making sexist remarks to female reporter Charlotte McBride, who works for WUSA TV Nine. Um, Geronimo called McBride quote Barbie, Barbie girl, and assumed that McBride was a cheerleader. Now, um, once it was brought to the commander's attention, they barred the radio uh, the radio show. They barred them from the facilities the next day. And then, um, let me see if I can find. Uh, and yes, after an internal review, Don Jeremino was fired. So, um, th th this is just really unfortunate news. And then, of course, there's the statement from Charlotte McBride. Let me read you her statement. In my 17 years as a professional journalist, I have never been disrespected in such a blatant manner while trying to do my job. Their words were sexist and misogynistic. No woman should experience this in the workplace. And I appreciate the commander's swift response in handling this matter. Uh, Don Geronimo uh, did release a statement yesterday on Twitter. Let me see if I can find that up, folks. Um, apologize. I'm still having some technical difficulties in my house. Um, this is a statement. Last week, during my live radio show from the commander's training camp, I used inappropriate words in a way that hurts someone. I deeply and sincerely apologize for the pain I caused WUSA sports reporter Charlotte McBride. As has been reported, I insensitively used the terms, quote, Barbie, quote, Barbie girl, and quote, chick. When talking about Miss McBride, a fellow broadcaster who I did not know, did not know or recognize when she walked by our broadcast position, 
My attempts to be humorous and topical backfired, and I needlessly uh, deprecated a professional colleague. I want to correct one inaccurate aspect of some sport of some media reports. Contrary to those reports, neither I nor my producer used the word "quote tight" to describe Miss McBride. Miss McBride. Rather, my producer used the word "quote tight," a common term in the broadcast world that refers to seamless production to describe a technical aspect of our show that day. The timing of it was unfortunately misconstrued, and in some reports, as part of my reference to Miss McBride, I have reached out to Miss McBride to apologize when she feels ready. I hope that we can have a conversation, and that I will have the opportunity to reiterate my apology to her in person. I hope that Miss McBride and the listeners who heard me will forgive me, and I am better than this. And I promise to demonstrate that going forward. Oh, sorry, folks. Um, st- again, still having some technical difficulties regarding my house. I apologize for the inconvenience. As for Charlotte McBride regarding to Don Ger- Geronimo's recent statement. Uh, no response yet. So, um, this is a horrible look for Don Geronimo. Um, I have no problem with iHeart, um, iHeart Media, WBIG, and the Commanders just moving on from him. He's, I think, there had to be consequences. There has to be serious consequences when you make these types of comments. Especially in the world that we are in today, in 2023. And I just think, you know, we just have to do better as a society. And it's really unfortunate that Charlotte McBride had to experience that. As she said, in her 17 years in this business as a sports journalist. She's never felt this way until now. And um, it's really unfortunate to how female journalists have to deal with this type of stuff. Like what, whether Rachel Nichols, Ramona Shelburne, other great well-known female sports journalists. Unfortunately, these are a lot of the things or some of the things that they just have to deal with. As far as how they look, how they present themselves, their appearance. And all she was doing was just her job covering the team. And Don Geronimo made these comments and remarks, which were inappropriate, sexist, um, totally unprofessional. And um, there's going to be consequences. Now, do I wish Don Geronimo be fired, unemployed for the rest of his life? No. Um. I did not like the fact that he tried to justify and try. All he had to do was just apologize for what he said and just leave it at that. I felt like the best thing he could have done was just apologize. Own up to what you did. Don't try to bring up any justification or anything and just leave it at that. Bottom line, just own up to what you did. And this really hurts me, folks. I I know... I know I'm digressing a little bit because, again, it is commander's demand, but I I get sick and tired of the sexism nowadays. Um, Of course, anyone who knows 
the recent news regarding the YouTube prankster Gideon. You know, he's banned from all NBA events because he attended a WNBA game. And there were two occasions, one in which he attempted to jump shot, airballed it, and he was escorted out of the arena. And the other one, he was sleeping in an NBA, in a WNBA arena. And was later banned, uh, later um, escorted out of the arena and banned from all related events. And people will look at Gideon's history and say, well, you know what? He's a YouTube prankster. You know, that's what he's known for doing. But I, 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 I just feel like what he did with the WNBA by sleeping and then later profiting shirts that says will not be awake. I, I thought that was just an epic low. And I just hate that how women, how they have to deal with this type of shit. I mean, if you're not a fan of the WNBA, if you're just not a fan of women's basketball, fine. But do you have to go as far as doing what you did by sleeping in a game? And as far as with Don Geronimo, why would you make those types of comments? This is during a live broadcast. And you're making these types of comments. Why? Like, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself in that situation? It just seems like to me people are not. uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, folks. I feel like people nowadays are just not careful. And I, 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 and sometimes, look, I, I, I say some crazy things too. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to say I'm an angel or a saint or anything like that. But when it comes to this type of stuff, man, you got to be really careful what you say because that's what's going to end you. That's what's going to cost you a job. As for the commanders and for iHeartMedia, I commend them for what they did. Um, it is important to bring up the fact that. According to Nikki um, Javala's report from the Washington Post, back in April 2022, the commanders did an- uh, announce a three-year deal with iHeartMedia Media DC less than a month after parting ways with Odyssey's The Team 980. The deal was touted as a chance to expand the team's reach on an FM station. But the reason why I want to give credit to iHeartMedia and especially to the commanders as well, because like I've said and like I've said before, folks, with the new ownership, you have to do everything you can for us to move on from Daniel Snyder. This was a big step, I thought. Considering Daniel Snyder with the toxic workplace, the history of sexual harassment and the mistreatment of women, this was a huge step for the commanders to take by letting go of Don Geronimo. Because if you allowed that to happen, because if you did not take any action whatsoever by allowing him to stay there, it's going to make the situation much worse. And if this were Dan Snyder, I believe he would have kept him. That's just me. That's just my opinion. I believe Dan Snyder would have kept Don Geronimo. But with 
Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. They talk about changing the culture, not just a winning culture for in terms of winning football games, but a winning culture in terms of the fans and in winning culture in terms of within the workplace, the staff. If you want to establish a culture that is conducive to winning, you have to change the culture. The things you, the things that were in the past, will not be replicated and not be tolerated. So I think this was a big step, huge step for the Commanders, especially for Josh Harris and Magic Johnson to take action, showing people that this type of behavior is unacceptable and will not be tolerated, and there will be consequences. Um, I have a comment right here. Let me see if I can read it. My thoughts, my opinion. Oh, Dev with his podcast, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate what you had to comment. But anyway, um, back to the commanders. I thought this was a huge step for the commanders to take by letting go of Don Jeronimo. Like I said, you can't condone or tolerate that type of behavior. There should be no tolerance for sexism or any inappropriate behavior within the workplace or anywhere in general. And it's really unfortunate that it's 2023. You know, we would think we've come a long way, and we have. We have come a long way. But I still think there, I still think we have a long, long way to go as a society. And I do think um, we have to continue to grow, move forward, be educated. And um, when we see and when we see situations like this, we have to take action. That's what I think. Um, it's really unfortunate what Charlotte McBride had to went through, had to experience. Really sorry for her. As for Don Geronimo, he deserved to be fired. Um, I hope that he can hopefully move on from this, and eventually he gets another opportunity again. Hopefully this time he doesn't make the same mistake like he did. I do not believe in cancel culture. I do think that the best apology is change behavior. I do believe if Don Geronimo, if he can match his actions with his words, then I think it's, then you have to look at it and just say, you know what? He's learned the error of his ways. He's moved on. Let, let's forgive. But it should have never happened in the first place. I, I feel really sorry for what happened with Charlotte McBride. You know, it's just terrible. Just a terrible, horrible situation that should have never even happened in the first place. All she was just doing was her job reporting, covering the team, and she has to be and she has to deal with sexist remarks made against her. And it's just a problem in society in general with women, especially with female sports journalists, because they get judged a lot based on how they look. And, you know, all they're just doing is just their jobs, which is covering the team, covering sports. And um, I think we as a society, we got to do better. We, we got to learn. We got to grow. We got to evolve. That's all I have to say regarding that. So anyway, folks. That concludes the rest of the episode of Commander's Demand. I really appreciate everyone taking the time. 
Um, it wasn't really an easy show for me to discuss, folks, because I really wish I would talk about football. But like I said before, when it comes to these types of situations and it's relating to the team, I have no other choice but to talk about it. Because if I don't, I'm doing myself a huge disservice, as well as you, commanders, the men, the audience, the fans who take the time to watch the show. But um, I appreciate y'all taking the time listening to what I have to say. Um, if you want to go follow me, Sports PSP, like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, as well as my IG, Sports PSP, as well as TikTok, Sports PSP3. Also, go like and subscribe to the Grid Network. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go support all the wonderful people on the Grid Network who provide great content. So um, appreciate everyone for taking the time to listening to Commander's Demand. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Hope you enjoy your rest of your Thursday. Please watch the rest of the preseason game between the Jets and the Browns or do something fun. And um, as usual, man, God bless. <laughs>